Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. All right. Hello. Hopefully you can see me and hear me okay. Mad Dog is here. How you doing, Mad Dog? Welcome to another Monday Guitar Motivation. We're going to be continuing our discussion on bending, vibrato, all of those things that we started last week. So just a minute here just for people to get here. Obviously, everybody's coming in. How you doing, buddy? Everybody's here. This is great. All right. On to another Monday. Hey, how you doing? Remember, if you're on Facebook, use your first name when you post something so I know who you are because Facebook doesn't post the names, depending on what group you're in, if you're in like a private group or something like that. Wallet is here from Jordan. Very cool. How you doing? RRD is here. Christopher Patterson is here. Perfect. Michael Bay is here again. How you doing, bud? Andy is here. Cool. All right. Well, today we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about the basics of bending. Okay. Last week, what we did, we started talking about vibrato. And how normally with vibrato, what we do is grab onto the guitar and we turn like we're opening a doorknob, we turn toward the floor. And the biggest thing that we want to try and focus on is that when we're doing bends and vibrato, and again, there's no wrong way to do this. I mean, if you've got a different way that works and it works great for you, there's no right or wrong way to this. I'm just giving you some suggestions to try and make this a little better if you need the help. Hey, Harvey. Hey, Sean. Hey, Grant. So for me, it's less about finger movement than it is with control of my wrist and my forearm when I do these techniques. That way I can control very much so how wide I want them, how fast I want bending or vibrato or whatever might be happening. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about vibrato versus bending, which is what we're doing today. So last week, if you joined me, when we were doing vibrato, what we were doing is learning how to pull that string toward the floor by turning the wrist. And you'll notice that what I was doing right here on the side of my finger was I was pulling against that and pulling it down. And then what I could do is I could decide how wide I wanted that vibrato and how fast I wanted that vibrato as I play. This is not six week challenge. That starts on Thursday, Chris. So the course will be available today. The first week of the six week challenge will be available today in your members area. But the live session is on Thursday, Chris, for the six week soloing challenge. So. If anybody's here for that or is part of that, that will start on May 5th. Yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, May 5th, that's right. Okay, so anyway, if that makes sense. So back to our discussion here. So as I'm doing the vibrato, what I'm doing is I'm turning my finger, if you can see that, toward the floor. So I'm not doing this, okay? I'm turning it like that. And I can decide how wide I want it, how smooth I want it, how fast I want it. When I'm doing that vibrato. Now, bending is very similar, except bending is going to go the other direction. So I'm grabbing onto the guitar. And now if you've got your guitar handy, and if you don't, you can always watch this later. But what I'm going to do is put my third finger on the seventh fret. I'm just in A minor pentatonic at this point. Okay. So I'm putting my third finger on the seventh fret of the third string, and I'm putting my other two fingers on there for support, for physical support, because what I'm going to do now is I'm going to turn my hand like I'm opening a doorknob this direction. Okay, so as I turn, you'll see I can then bend that string up by turning that wrist like this. So I don't want to be like this because then there's no room to turn. You'll notice as I'm sitting like this, there's room underneath here where my hand is where I can turn like this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to push that toward the ceiling like this, okay? So you'll notice this is doing the work, but these other two are there to help. Now, the big thing with bending versus vibrato is that bending has a directive. You want to bend to a pitch that is part of the scale that you're bending inside. So, for instance, if I'm playing pentatonic and I play this note right here, which is D, the next note up is E. That's the next note of my pentatonic. So all I'm showing you today are basic ideas of bending, and then over the next few weeks, I'm going to show you all kinds of different things. But today, we're dealing with what we call a whole step or two fret bend, okay? So with the whole step bend, what we're doing is we're taking the seven and we're bending it to sound like a nine, or taking this note D and we're bending it up to sound like the note E. So once you get used to the idea of the opening the doorknob motion with your hand as you turn, okay? The next thing we want to do is start giving ourselves a pitch directive. So in this case, what I want to do is I want to go up to the ninth fret. I want to play that note and get that in my head. Because when I go back down to do the bend, that's the note that I'm trying to bend to is two frets higher. So you don't have to be in a hurry for any of these things. You want to take your time, especially if this is new for you or you've never really fully developed it. Like what I always found when I was teaching private lessons is when I was working with a student on this thing, oftentimes what would happen is we would go to jam or something. And then when this happened, when we started doing stuff like this and they would go to play a bend or a vibrato or something and it wouldn't sound the way they wanted it to sound, they would get withdrawn and get nervous or embarrassed or whatever. And it's really important that your, what I call vocal techniques are really dialed in when you play because they're half the battle with trying to make music, not just guitar playing, but trying to make music sound like music. And so with the bending, the key is, is you don't want it to sound out of tune because if you go to bend and you're always going, and you're getting those kind of sounds, it's not going to sound like music. It's going to sound pretty horrible and we don't want that, right? So the trick is, again, it's not how fast you can do it or whatever. It's just dialing it in, dialing in the feel of this. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. So I'm taking the seventh fret and I'm bending it up the whole step so it sounds like a ninth fret. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Mirko. Hey, St. Eugene. How you guys doing? So I'm bending that and I'm matching it to the sound that I'm hearing. And you do want to learn to hear that. You see? So you just keep trying that over and over and over and dial in that sound. So you're dialing in the feel of the bend and you're dialing in the sound of the pitch that you're bending to. Okay, and you do that over and over. Hey, Dan. Hey, James. Hey, Lisa. Hey, James. Another James. James Adams, James Taylor. Okay, so hopefully that makes sense. So you're bending that upward, okay? You're turning that up. Now, here's the other thing is as you do this, what's going to happen is you're going to start getting in the way of some of these other strings. When you do this bend, again, two fret or whole step bend is what I'm doing. And I bend this third string. What happens is I start touching the fourth string because I get into its area, right? As I'm bending this up, I start hitting that fourth string. So what do I do? Well, there's two things I can do. As I turn this bend upward, okay? I either will take that fourth string and I'll also have to bend that up a little bit because it's in the way. Or what I do often is as I go to do my bend, I'll scoop underneath that fourth string or whatever string is above me. I'll scoop up and it'll get caught on the top of my ring finger or whichever finger I'm doing as I bend. 
So you see that's now you can't really see it, but the string is on top of the tip of my ring finger right now. I've learned how to do it that way just because it tends to be easier for me and I can control the noise of that string. But you have to be aware that as you're bending it up, you're going to get in the way of that string that's coming up. And you're gonna to have to deal with that in two ways. Number one, the way we're doing it right now, which is we're gonna to have to push it up as well in some capacity. Either it's going to go up with the other ones, okay? Can I remind the six-week group that the time is not today? Again, the six-week soloing group, the week one stuff gets released in your members group in Guitar Zoom. The live session isn't until Thursday. The live sessions are every Thursday. So there won't be a live session today for that. So if you're part of the six-week soloing group, that's on Thursday at 11 a.m. Central, and that's just for members of that. But the content for week one will be released in the members group today or in the members area today. So anyway, let's keep going. So as I bend that up, I've got to decide what I want to do with that string. When I bring the bend back down, this is where I have to be careful because when I bring it back down, I've got to release the string that was above me, in this case, the fourth string. So it's going to start making noise unless you deaden that string. So what I do is when I bring the string back down, I'm actually touching over here with this hand to stop the noise of that fourth string or the string above me, right, wherever it is. So as I bend that up, the first step is, is getting used to the bend itself, turning that string upward. you're enjoying this episode so far and you're getting motivated to take your guitar playing to the next level please do me a favor and leave us a rating on apple podcasts it'll help the show grow and reach more rock stars like you who want to improve their guitar playing also i'd love to know what parts of the episode you liked as well as what you learned so please share this podcast and tag us at guitarzoom.com on your social post and now let's get back to the podcast Second step is, is matching the pitch, a whole step higher in this case. That's what we're doing today is two fret or whole step bends. Doug, I don't think it's too late to sign up for the six week soloing thing. I don't think it's too late for that. If you head over to guitarzoom.com, you should be able to find out about that, okay? Now the third step is, is that you're gonna be dealing with the string above you, in this case, the fourth string, and you're gonna to have to try and deal with, either you're gonna push that string up along with you, or you're gonna get it stuck on the tip of your index or your whatever finger's doing the bed. In this case, it's my third finger. Now, it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes I won't catch that string like I normally do. 90% of the time I probably do, but every once in a while I won't, and it's okay. I'll just keep pushing that string up and the fourth string will go up with me. And when I come back down, okay, that's when I wanna try and deaden out that fourth string with this hand so you don't hear the noise. <laughs> from that string. And that's the cohesion of all of these parts that you're trying to get used to. The first two are, are by far the most important because learning to do the actual bend and learning to match the actual pitch is really, really, really important, okay? Now, as you do that, what I want you to start thinking about is what you're gonna do about that string on top, right? And then you get that dialed in. Now, here's some, a couple other tips to think about. When you start learning how to do things like bending and vibrato and all these different kinds of techniques, if you've never thought about this before, it's important to be aware that the thickness of the strings that you're using are gonna make a significant difference on how this feels, okay? So if you're using, like let's say you've played rhythm your whole life and you're using really thick string for rhythm playing, and now you're gonna start learning how to do some soloing and you're trying to do some bending and things like that, 
it's going to be a lot harder to do the bends with thicker strings. Now, I can't tell you what strings you should be using or anything like that. Just be aware of that, though. So as you're doing this, you want to make sure that the string gauge, the thickness of the strings that you're using, and the tuning that you're in, of course, feels comfortable for what you're trying to do. Again, if you're predominantly a rhythm player and you almost never solo, then maybe a thicker set would be great. But if you do a lot of soloing or your intention is to try and get used to doing a lot of soloing, then you want to start thinking about the thickness of those strings and how it feels. It's very important. So if you've never thought about that before, it's definitely something worth thinking about. And you can even go as far as if you've got a decent guitar store locally or something like that, you could have them just double check the setup of your guitar too to make sure the neck is adjusted properly and the strings are a certain distance away. And again, if you don't know all that stuff, they can help you with that. But I only say that because when I first started playing, I had a guitar that was set up horribly and I didn't know the difference. You don't know what you don't know, right? So the strings were really far away from the neck and the neck was bowed and I don't remember what strings were on there, but it was just very, very, very difficult to play. And somewhere along my guitar playing journey, I realized that all of this stuff makes a significant difference in how it feels to play, let alone how it sounds, right? All those other things. So it's really important to try and dial that in, okay? So if that makes sense, now that we've got this third string, again, I'm in A minor pentatonic for now and it would work for diatonic or anything, but today we're just talking about whole step bends or two fret bends. So I'm going to show you the three main ones you want to work on. It doesn't matter what key you're in. We're in A now, but we just did the seventh fret of the third string. We did that bend. Well, now what we want to do is we want to go to the second string. And that would be the eighth fret where the pinky is. But instead of doing a bend with the pinky, which is okay. Lifetime of music, how you doing? It's Stein time. Yes, it is. So instead of doing a bend with the pinky, what I'm going to do is put my third finger on that eighth fret and do the same bend with these two fingers behind there, anchoring, helping for support. And again, two frets higher. And you want to keep dialing that sound in. Now, it's okay if you do a bend with your pinky, okay? It's just a little bit harder to do. Now, the truth is if you do the bends with your third finger like this, you're still going to have to shift out of it, right? As I do this bend on the second string, again, I'm getting in the way of the third string. All of that stuff's still going to apply, right? But when I get done with the bend, I always shift back into my pinky mode for all the stuff that I normally play. So I'll do the bend with the third finger, and then I'll come back out and do my normal licks and things like that with the pinky. And it's just a natural switch that happens, and it takes a little while. Now, if you really want to do the bends with your pinky, which I do sometimes, it's okay. But here's the thing, and we'll get into this in one of the following weeks coming up here, but let's say I'm on my third finger and I'm doing this bend. I can still use my pinky to attach onto other strings, which is another reason why it's nice to stay with that third finger when you're doing your bend, because then you've got that pinky available for other things that you might wind up using, okay? So think about that just a little bit. So now you've got two different strings. You've got the seventh fret of the third string. And you've got the second string, eighth fret. Okay? And then we've got the eighth fret of the first string. Right there. We've got the eighth fret. So what we can do there, again, put the third finger on there. Check it. Now, ironically, when you're doing this, again, if you've never really done this before, even though the first string is the thinnest string on the guitar, 
it's one of the hardest strings to bend because the tension is so tight on it. So again, this is where you're going to want to think about this a little bit in terms of the thickness of the strings and all that. And that could be a conversation in itself is just talking about string thickness and whether you're going to use nines or tens or eights or use half sizes, which I do a lot. That's one of the reasons why I play a lot of GHS boomers, which I've played my whole life, is because they have a lot of half size sets where you can do eight and a half or nine and a half or ten and a half, that sort of thing. And then, of course, like many other guitar string companies, they have customs where it'll be thinner on these strings and thicker on these strings. Or I mean, there's just a whole bunch of different things. And again, I don't want you to get lost in that because then we're not focusing on the task at hand, which is bending. But do be aware of that, okay? So there are other things that you can do. And being a guitar teacher, I've always tried to help students to find what works best for now. Even if your buddy told you, well, you're supposed to be playing tens, right? If they're not working for you, they're not working for you. And maybe they're not working for you today. Maybe six months from now, those 10 gauge strings would be great. But today in your learning, maybe you need to try and a little bit thinner string or something. Just an idea to think about is all, okay? So now you've got three strings with whole step or two fret bends. See? So now I'm working on the pitch of those. I'm trying to dial those in. Get used to bending it up. Get used to bringing it back down. You see? So you learn how to bend it up. You learn how to bring it back down. And of course, it's almost like a dismount, right? When you bring the bend back down, you have to decide where you're going to go. And again, these are things we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks as well. But when we've done the bend, we decide how we want to exit. Either we're going to do the bend and exit while we're on the top, or we're going to do the bend and bring it back down and do an exit when we reach back down into the static pitch, right? And again, those are things we'll talk about as we keep going, but it's things to think about. So this week, your focus is trying to learn to develop that bend and get it to the right pitch so it doesn't sound like you're, for lack of a better phrase, butchering a cat or trying to call space aliens or something when you do you know that sort of thing you want to try and dial that sound in as best you can okay so the best notes to bend Marilyn all the way around are these three whole step bends these are by far the most common bends that you'll ever use and the beautiful thing is is again it doesn't matter if it's pentatonic or diatonic okay but no matter where you go they're always in the same spot so if you move down to G minor it's right there, right there, and right there. If you're going to be in D minor, it's right there, right there, and right there. So no matter what you're in, if you were in natural minor, again, that's just giving you other notes around it. But the bends are still there. You see? So it's really nice to learn these three, what we'll call basic bends or fundamental bends, because you're going to use them all the time. So next week, what we're going to be doing is talking about trying to implement both bending and vibrato together and some other techniques that we're going to do. And then we're just going to continue on with our conversation. So again, not giving you a lot this week, just a little bit to work on to keep trying to develop those. And remember, if you are in the six-week soloing group, okay, our live sessions are on Thursdays for the next six weeks, okay? You can ask any questions. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff, all right? But just remember that. Now, one last thing I do want to say when it comes to, for instance, like last week when we talked about vibrato and I was telling you how I did vibrato toward the floor, but you can certainly do it toward the ceiling. You can do the same thing with bending. 
Okay, it's not that you can't bend toward the floor, but the problem is when you bend toward the floor, you're getting in the way of these thinner strings. And oftentimes when you solo, you use those thinner strings. You'll connect to those thinner strings for different kinds of things. I was just talking about with exits. Oftentimes that's what you'll do, where if you bend toward the floor, which happens sometimes, sometimes you do. But when you do that, you can't really connect to those because you're getting in the way of those, okay? You'll often do like a bend like that when you're on one of the thicker strings, though, because if you tried to bend toward the ceiling, you'd go off the fretboard. So you wind up how to bend toward the floor. But again, those are different kinds of bends, and we'll definitely get into that, okay? All right, so everybody take care, stay positive, and keep practicing. Remember, if you're looking for any guitar lessons or anything, always head over to guitarzoom.com. If you're part of the six-week soloing group, This Thursday, you'll be able to work on your stuff starting today. I'm not sure what time they release the week number one in your members area, but it will be out today. And then on Thursday, I will see you in the private group and we'll get going with this thing. All right. So everybody take care, stay positive. If you enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn guitar even faster, go to guitarzoom.com and click the get started button to get access to courses that are right for your interest and skill level. Again, go to guitarzoom.com and click the get started button. 